We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday, August 29th, and it's a special Monday. As always, we get Mondays with McCool, right? James McCool here, the co author with me of the theory of daily fantasy sports, but not only the theory of daily fantasy sports, the, uh, the, the fundamentals masterclass but the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players. This is the advanced audio course, right? This is the sequel to the original. The original was released uh, two years ago. It still applies today. If you want to, if, if you're less experienced at DFS, if you want to, if you want to learn the, the fundamental game theory concepts of, uh, of daily fantasy sports, I'd obviously suggest the first course, but if you want to, you could skip ahead if you'd like. I mean, it, it's a bit of a learning curve, but if you already know, if you're already experienced playing daily fantasy sports and you go right to the, the want to be an advanced player, uh, how do you build a systematic, repeatable, time-efficient process to analyze slates effectively and consistently build lineups that show a long-term profit? It's what we discuss on this show, okay? So if you, if you, if you, if you get this course, which is available now, you can get it right exact now, theoryofdfs.com slash advanced or theoryofdfs.com and just select select the right one. Uh, like you could sift through 400 hours of, of content here. I've, I've answered every question. I've like the, the main thing that people ask is like, well, can I do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, well, it depends. Well, it depends on what? Well, there's a multitude of contextual variables that it depends on. 
Well, I go through all those contextual variables in one spot. You get it all in one spot, right? So it's not as long as the first one. But, I mean, dude, if you listen to this 10 times, right, I don't know if I can answer any other questions. I, I, I just literally, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can explain any further, right? Everything they can possibly want to know. I don't know if there's anything else. So, like, if this is a, to me, this is the ultimate reference guide. The absolute and unequivocal reference guide on you want to you want to build a plus EV lineup. Well, what character traits and considerations and all these contextual variables? How do you put it all together? And then I'll build one. I'll build a hundred. I'll build ten thousand. I'll build whatever. You know, like like dude. In combination with this and projections, ownership projections, player projections, uh, you know, it's about organizing numbers better than your opponents. So once you got the numbers, this will teach you how to organize them. And, uh, and to make things even more efficient, James, uh, in the first, in the first course, me and you talk through 15 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's a long time. I had to edit a lot of stuff. Uh, this, this time it's just me talking through things for, uh, for about five hours in total, 10 parts. Uh, but you have provided based on your, your core competency, uh, tools that people can use in Excel, uh, specifically designed for DraftKings. Although some of the, some of these tools, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what site you play; they, they, they'll they'll work regardless. Uh, but uh, but obviously, some of the formatting and the the way that the Fanduel works, you can't download CSVs. So so we're we're not supporting, you know, from a technical level, you know, Fanduel. But you can make them work. Many of them for Fanduel. So uh, so they, they will be helpful nonetheless. But James, uh, your Excel tools, as I've said. Uh, I tasked you essentially. It's like, okay, we have all these concepts and maybe, maybe some people may not have uh, access to Roto grinders, right? Have access to lineup HQ, have access to some of these tools. We suggested you'll need projections no matter what, whether or not you just make them up in your head and put them into a document. Uh, but uh, I looked and I said, well, what, well, what things maybe are, are, are much, much harder to accomplish manually and some of the tools that are they're offered in, in lineup HQ and in at Roto Grinders that we can make easier, that you could export stuff and manipulate data uh, in a much more, much, much more efficient manner. So in tandem with the Roto Grinders premium subscription, so you get access to all of these tools um, that the Roto Grinders offers, that you could then just even speed it up even more. Like turn, turn if your process is a half an hour, this could turn it into 10 minutes, right? If your process is two hours, this could turn it into, I mean, you could, I mean, dude, you could you could do some of the stuff, and I I did one thing, James. Uh, I I like trimmed. I did I trimmed the portfolio. I looked at its correlation. I went through some stuff. I limit. I simulated some lineups, and uh, in total, from like export from from lineup HQ to having lineups that I would upload in a DraftKings CSV entries to just here's my lineups. There we go. Uh, I I was for a twenty lineup set. Right. Uh, I did so in less than three minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because the the way that we have put this together, all the tools play nicely together. So you can take your runs over at lineup HQ. You can build out however many lineups. I mean, I, I, I built up these tools to basically take up to 5,000 lineups. So however many you feel like building, I guess up to five thousand lineups. Obviously, just just as a caveat, I always have to bring 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 these in just so people don't don't yell and bitch and moan. Is that 
the more lineups that you're you're putting into these tools and the more different they are and you know it just it may make it may make Excel work a little a little little longer a little harder. Yeah. And just, and just, we we, we will see that as well uh, especially with the correlation matrix. Um that one is probably one of the most complicated tools that I have like ever built for private clients or for you know something it, like it that. doesn't it, James this tool literally does not exist anywhere. No, it literally doesn't exist anywhere else. It's a completely unique and exclusive tool to Theory of DFS. It's not anything that you'll find anywhere else in the industry. The portfolio trimmer as well. Mm-hmm. Although you could you see the thing is the portfolio trimmer you could do do in any optimizer manually to some yeah. extent. You could filter and sort. I don't want these. I don't want those. But uh, to do certain certain of the functions even quicker, um, this this tool is just a little bit more efficient. But the portfolio yeah. the correlation matrix tool. Like, like, dude, there's like, there, there's, there's literally, there's literally nothing on the market. Like right. That. It's incredible. I, I think that it is one, it's very pretty. Like it's really pretty to look at. Right. Uh, and two, it's, it's just something that is super unique and awesome. Um, but we, we built them play together to where you can just export your lineups and then you can put them into the correlation matrix and then put them into the trimmer and then put them into the lineup simulator. And then you're like, all right, there you go. Bookend, throw it together, put it into the, put it into your um in your CSV and upload it. And and it should seriously improve the efficiency of your process. Uh looking at the YouTube chat, just uh, let me say hello and good morning to uh Suki Singh, Wataz, Matt Mears, morning, Spaz Blitz, Spaz Blight, or whatever here for the launch party. Good morning. If you have any questions, questions about the course, the tools, or anything, feel free to put it in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know how much I like those. And and since it's 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 launch day, right? Wishing you good morning. Yeah, Hubro's even in the chat. Wishing everyone good morning. I'm gonna give a, a good morning surprise to people. If you want to go right now to uh, the theory of DFS, theoryofdfs.com/slash/advanced and uh, and purchase uh, this new advanced audio course and all of the custom Excel tools for DraftKings, uh, I'll give you a little discount. I'll give you. Uh, I don't know what sounds good. 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Let's, what is the discount? Let me see. Let's, let's go 15. I think 15. No, no, I, I put it in, but I just forgot the number. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I, oh, $10 off. Okay. So uh, $10, $10 off right now for uh, for pregame people, right? My morning people. Mm-hmm. So go there. Use the promo code. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. All one word. So go good morning. It's all it's just a regular two O's, right? You don't have to do all the O's that I normally do. So go there, theoryofdfs.com. Use the promo code Good Morning. Get ten dollars off right now. So, uh, so, so James, uh, the, the audio cost in and of itself, uh, I don't know how much I could go into it, other than the fact of like you know all the concepts that I preach about, like day in and day out on this on this show. It's it's a compendium of all of that structured in a in a in a much more and much more uh, efficient way from an educational standpoint. Uh, so easier to understand and sift through and, you know, you don't have to go like that. It's just one place for it all. So, uh, so there's, there's not that much more I could go into it. Uh, it, it, it refreshes a lot of the concepts from the first course, uh, but obviously assumes that, you know, the basics of those concepts, this is more of the, the application of them. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll go through, go through, you know, you'll, you'll, you obviously have to refresh your your mind of like remember this is what this means and then when we take this and we do that okay so 
So going through the audio course, I don't know how much more I could explain other than if you watch this show every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern, like, you know, you should know what's in the course, like over time. It's just a matter of, do you want to sift through 400 hours of content in order to get it all? I mean, I would, but most people wouldn't. So, so James, uh, let's, let's, let's break like a little, like the fourth wall, whatever, like that. We did these things almost independently of one another. We did. Yeah. Uh, so in the first book, Jordan and I were, uh, pretty much lockstep for, I don't know, six months, seven months, something like that. Um, it took a long time because we had to work together. We were writing things. We were deciding how we were going to approach chapters. We were, you know, talking, we had to have different conf calls. We had to, uh, then he had to go through and redo the audio. And then I had to set new audio. And like, it was, it was a thing. And so this time, because we now hate each other after doing this for two years, we, uh, we decided to do it. Uh, like you said, mostly independently, I built the tools on my end. Jordan recorded the audio on his end. And then we came together and said, all right, well, now we need to combine these. So I sent over the tools and um, I sent over the tools the first time, I think, on this, the first week of this month. And Jordan responded in like that night. I sent him over and I was like, all right, just let me know if there's any glaring issues. And then he responds back with, hey, uh, yeah, everything's broken. <laughs> 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 and I had, he sends that message at like 1120 at night or something. I'm fast asleep. I go to bed at like 10. So uh, I get the message in the morning. I'm like, oh, well, all right. I wish you would have told me what was broken about them. And, you it know, was so, it was so much that I, that I, but the thing, <laughs> but the thing is James, to, 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 to bury the lead in, in this, in this story, mm-hmm. as I interrupt you, as I normally do. Usually. Yeah. That, that's uh, why we did things separately this time. Right. Uh, it wasn't broken. It's just that it's not necessarily designed. It's designed. It was originally designed for someone that is very familiar with what they're doing, but right. Like Jane, right. Cause you, you work in Excel. You've been doing this for God knows how long you build these tools like that, but I'm looking at it as in two perspectives. One as someone who is quite familiar, you know, a pat more of a power user of Excel, but not an, ex- not an expert user. But then I also have to approach it from someone that, you know, is used to maybe they open Excel or Google Sheets or something like that. And they just use it to, to view like tables of data, like, you know, just for accounting purposes and stuff like that, that maybe they maybe they don't know where certain things are. So, like, we made it as easy as possible. Right. So it wasn't broken. It just I was I was plugging in stuff in the wrong spots. I was, oh, it looks like I should be able to edit this, and I couldn't, and I, you shouldn't have edited that spot, right? And it's like, well, I think a normal user would think that they just type the name in over there, and you're like, no, don't don't touch that cell. It'll break everything. So, and then also some things just take a long time. Like, what I'm trying to do, it's like, oh, okay, I want to insert, like, every player ever created in Major League Baseball, and then every possible combination, and then uh, give me the optimal lineup in less than a second. It's like, that, that ain't, that ain't going to work in Excel Solver. Like it just, yeah. it just the limitations on that are 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 ridiculous. So then once you went back and let's let's further dummy proof using using these tools. But like uh, someone in chat says, and and to address it, uh, uh, Jacob Brumba asks hates to even ask because of competing companies, which is fine. 
Uh, but will these tools work with insert uh, other optimizer CSVs there? And will the tools work with FanDuel lineups? Okay, so first off with the FanDuel lineups. Some of the tools don't even require like anything. It doesn't matter what site you play. Like the correlation between lineups, like there's no project, there's no nothing. You just basically can make, you can play, you can make up your own player pool and put any, you can make up your own cells and just put anything in the spots. All it's going to do is tell you the correlation between the two. So, uh, so obviously you can use FanDuel and also the, like the, uh, the uh, bankroll tracker, the, uh, the history analyzer, you just, you're just putting in your, you're putting in your, your history, whatever. Should I, should I share your screen? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I'm going to put your screen on, on, up over here. So some of the tools, like it doesn't matter what they use. And then if you put in your FanDuel stuff and like you get the, like the player IDs instead of the names, like if you have some way of converting that over, like it'll still work. It's just that, you know, you'll see the lineups and you'll not see the, you know, you'll not see the player names. You'll just see the, 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 the player IDs. And then from uh, the when you input your lineups and your projections, it doesn't really matter what the source is from, right? So you could show on the screen that your lineups are just your lineups. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, eight columns with, you know, headers of each position or whatever. So whether, whether or not that's FanDuel or DraftKings or, you know, any place that you get it from, lineups are lineups, and that's what it is. And the projections, so show, uh, James, the, pro- the project that, where you input your projections right. on the screen. Okay, so each each document, if you need to input projections, will have a sheet. So they're all separated by sheets. So you'll have an insert lineup sheet, an insert projection sheet. And those are the sheets where you could touch. You could clear out stuff and input your stuff. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, maybe I cut and paste this over the wrong spot in the main tab. And then it gets, you know, then everything starts to break. Yeah. Uh, and and as always, just because uh, I'll say this multiple times because I know I'm going to get emails. If uh, you accidentally do something where you're editing and you you know screw up a function, you're like I I deleted this sheet by accident. You could always go to the course again, log in, and just re-download the original file. Right? Mm-hmm. It's even suggested that when you get the zip the the, the files and the zip file, just put them all in a separate folder and then make copies of them and then save those all the time. So you always have a little little resource of like screw everything up if I accidentally save my document and I didn't want to and what like. Like you always have the original file, they'll always be available to you. So where you input the projections, uh, as long as you match the columns properly, you don't even have to use all the columns. I mean, most most of the sheets, sometimes you don't even need the ceilings and the floors. Sometimes you don't even need the ownership if it's not comparing ownership. But the main columns are basically the names, the the salaries, the the position, the the, the median projection, the ceiling projection, the floor projection, the ownership. And and you're good, uh, but we have made it just because you know we're here at Roto Grinders that uh, the the projection sheet matches exactly to lineup HQ output. So you don't even have to worry about matching the columns. You could literally like you could show on the screen. You could just cut and paste like the, the yeah. you download like on. Uh, I'll go. I'll go to my. I'll go to my screen. So here we have, and also understand we have video tutorials for, for each of the tools. So James walks you through, this is, this is how you, this is how you cut this over there. And this is how you, this is how you edit, you, you, you enter this thing over there and it shows you X, right? It, it'll, it, they'll show you everything. But if in lineup HQ, if you want to download the projections from lineup HQ, all these columns, you can just hit this little button here, right? If you see up over here by upload aggregate, you just click it and you get a CSV document. And then when you open it up, you're going to see, all these rows and all these cells. And uh, let me switch back to your screen, James. 
all of those headers in, in lineup HQ for, for the projections, they match up completely. So you could just literally just click yeah. that little, little triangle <laughs> thing in the corner. So I just, I just downloaded the projections okay. from Roto Grinders for baseball. Okay, is this for like MLB today? Yeah, this is just baseball today. So it's just going to show you. I mean, you can literally see. I'm going to move this. See how it's the same? It's the same. So it's all same. you have to do is just all of A, keep holding down that left click, all the way over to Q, Control C, minimize, right click here, paste values. That's there you it. Go. You're That's done. It. Doesn't matter. You don't have to order anything. You don't. It doesn't matter. You could have empty. You know, oh, this player isn't projected. Who cares? Now, if you are using projections from any other source, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, I no skin off our back here. Of course, these are tools for you to utilize. Uh, all you have to do is make sure that you are pasting them into the appropriate column on this page. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is a quick disclaimer, um, as we are talking about these things: do not ever delete out of rows or columns on this page or the insert lineups anywhere where you're insert something never ever 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 delete only clear contents okay so if you delete that means my computer explodes for all intents and purposes yes okay because what do you sound like because it what what it, people may not understand the difference they go what do you mean delete what happens if i just want to delete my projections there all right. Because they think so, in terms that they think in terms of oh, if I delete it, that means I could now pay something over it. Like there's a difference between delete and clear in Excel. Yes. So delete means that it removes the the rows or the columns or the cells from all references and formulas across the workbook. Clear means that it clears the cells or the rows or the columns of any content that is within them, but does not remove the cell row or column from references and formulas. That is a very important distinction here. Now, as Blender said, uh, if you break something, just re-download it. Like if it breaks and you're like, what is blah, 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 you know, whatever. You can always reach out to me. You can always send me an email. You can always reach out to me on Twitter. I am a very good dev. I, I will give dev support uh, and I'll, I'll try to help if they are like, if it's just a little thing, right? But if you break something, just delete that file and re-download it, and it'll be clear and it'll be clean. Um, there, Is, isn't the common be... technical support answer for most things, turn it on and off again? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so important to say that. But yeah, it's, it's really, really easy. All you're doing is just like a lot of the time, all that you're going to have to do is just drag over, copy, and then throw them on here, right? Okay, I'm going to answer a question from the from the chat. Can you can you uh, build like maybe a hundred lineups in lineup HQ for MLB, and and make it a more diverse set? So make it like like you're just you know you're, you're trying you're just maybe you're making five man stacks like make just like a very like at least that you're not just building a hundred cash lineups where it's at least you know some reason you know you want to build you want to have the most of 20% of a stack the most of 50% of a pitch you know something something very very basic so we get like 100 lineups you mean something like uh this that i already built this morning in preparation for this for this quantum oh oh you did oh okay before okay before we go further let me at least answer the question i thought i was giving you the opportunity to spend you know 30 seconds while i answer this uh leo asks hello is there going to be an email for the ones that bought the first course for that discount you'll get a better discount Okay, so if you want ten dollars off, 
right now, use the promo code Good Morning theoryofdfs.com. But uh, you'll get an email. If you've bought the first course, that email should be going out in about eight minutes, okay? It'll say discount code or whatever, and it's only going, okay? I'm saying this publicly, so if you have a friend that bought it and you didn't, maybe you get the discount code too. Uh, you'll, there'll be a discount code. And that, there'll be a further discount. That'll be the biggest discount that you'll ever get on this course. And remember, okay, we don't discount stuff off it. Okay. We're not like that. It's either worth it or it's not. Most of the time, most of the time, most of the feedback from the first course is that it was too cheap, right? That it's worth way more than its price. Same thing here, especially with these tools. I think the course is worth the price even without the tools. But once you include the fact of, yes, if you have Excel skills, and I mean, maybe not, I mean, you need as much as James, you could build all these things yourself. Also, some of these tools like, do you need a single lineup optimizer if you have Roto-Grinders lineup HQ? No, it's easier to just do it in lineup HQ. But we provide it anyway, right? We have a simple uh, bankroll tracker and everything. If you have Roto-Tracker, like, go use Roto-Tracker. Like, don't you don't just use this. But if you if you only play infrequently and you don't want to, you know, pay so you could, you could input, like, 400,000 rows of your entries or something, that's that's really not for this, this Excel tool, right? You should be using Roto-Tracker. So there are... There are there are things here in the Excel tools that you could build or possibly found in some form elsewhere. Uh, but imagine how long it would take you to learn and build these things. Uh, how much is that time worth? So especially the two tools like the portfolio trimmer and the portfolio correlation matrix, those literally cannot be found elsewhere. But also people ask for stuff like this. I, I see all the time, especially in MMA or showdown, and they go, how do I check my dupes? Right? They're like, no, right? Now you could build. I could. I can do that in Excel. It's a pain in the ass for me because I I, I don't know how to do things that well. Uh, but I could do it. You could end up trying to do that also. There's also other sites that you know have little tools that maybe you pay a little bit for, or you download and you manipulate yourself, and you go, oh, I can I can count my own dupes. Well, how come? How, how about counting the dupes of other people, right? So getting a contest CSV and then determining the dupes of any user in the contest, right? We have that. I don't know if you're going to show that on the screen. We don't have necessarily a contest. I mean, we have dummy information in the in the in the files, so you at least see what it is. Uh, so we don't really don't have a, a contest like like today or something like that to check and predict dupes. But why not have? I mean, like, how long would it take to build that yourself if you know nothing about Excel and you're like, I want to I want to make sure that I'm not building heavily duplicated lineups. I would be I want to be able to judge my play in showdown contest, MMA, PGA, things like that by the number of dupes. Well, here you go, right? It's on the screen right now. <laughs> How to count your dupes, right? Enter this contest CSV, right? And go, I want to I want to see uh, I want to see I want to see hey. I want to see uh Squirrel Patrol's dupes. I want to see, you know, Brian Jester's, you know, dupes and the lineups and what they look like and how many like yep, there you go. Here you go. Right? So even how how long would it take you to do that, right? Probably way 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 more. Way it would take take weeks probably to learn Excel in order to do that. So I definitely think uh, it's it's worth the the time investment, right? Even Dfic in the chat. I live in Excel daily for fifteen years. I couldn't build this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I want to I want to point out really quick, like the audio itself is worthwhile for the course, obviously, because when you think of DFS, you have to think of it as a investment, right? And this is an investment into a resource that is going to improve your ROI and the way that you play. 
And the time efficiency. And the time efficiency, right. So the the other part of this is like, I, I have built this stuff for private clients, right? Like I, I have worked with guys in the industry and built this kind of stuff specifically. And I charge 50 bucks an hour. Which, I, which, is, which is truthfully way too cheap. It is way too cheap, right? But I, my site is thirty bucks a month for everything. You're, you're, you're like not. You're, you just admit it, James. You're not good at maximizing your your ROI for your for your time. You're you're a nit when it comes <laughs> to business. I am. So, but I, I charge fifty bucks an hour for this stuff, and I put fifty hours into this. Like, just specifically, the portfolio trimmer is at least ten hours. I, I mean, the the value add of having the portfolio trimmer and the portfolio co correlation matrix and the lineup simulator too, which is a really, really cool uh, intuitively used tool. Like just those tools alone on top of it are like the value add is, is terrific because- Okay, like, I want like to show said, some, we're half an hour in. I want oh, to yeah, show yeah. some of the tools. I just right. also want to answer another question. I, right. I pretty much know the answer, but you could give a much more detailed, maybe a little bit, little bit mm -hmm. more of an explanation. A uh, cable fix trash, which I'm assuming is not his real name. <laughs> it, <laughs> Can you update line lineups or I'm assuming the tools in Excel using a smartphone? I don't use a laptop. So just curious, it could be done with mobile apps. You know, I haven't tried. Uh, I think that there is likely going to be ways to do it with. Um, you need with a, what the, you need. You'd, you'd obviously need like a Microsoft 365 subscription. Yeah. So I, I think that there might be ways to do it with a couple of the different tools. I'm pretty sure that it would be exceptionally difficult. Like maybe you could do it on a tablet, but doing it on a phone, I think that just simply downloading lineups and projections on your phone and then uploading them into uh, the the appropriate places for these tools, I think would be pretty difficult. Um, but I, I think there's likely ways to do it if that's the way that you have been doing it in the past, right? Like if you use Excel on your smartphone already, you probably know more about doing that kind of stuff than I do because I don't. But um, if there's a way to do it, like it's going to be able to be done. Right. But we're, we're not going to support that. Like I, I, we, we state in the FAQ on the site that, you know, it's designed for the standalone version of Excel on PC or Mac or those with the Microsoft 365 subscription. So like if, if you're able to get it to work and if you're able to manipulate and download this file and move it on there, I mean, to me that I use my phone all the time and that would be a pain in the ass. All my DFS stuff, I could, I'll enter contests on my phone. Yeah. Right. I may manage uh, maybe when I have like five lineups on my phone, but when it comes to doing all this, I'm, I'm always on a desktop, but you know, it's not a laptop, but it could be a laptop, but just like an actual, you know, PC, a computer of some type. Yeah. Um, I, I also did want to really quickly just speak to the, uh, can we use FanDuel lineups? Yes, you can. And the portfolio stuff. Um, I took, like I, I looked at the way that FanDuel lineups are downloaded because I was at answering some questions on Twitter about whether you could use FanDuel. And I did my best to make sure that it is acceptable of FanDuel lineups. Um, and that is something that as a core competency, I think is important. If, if I can include anything that I can for FanDuel in these tools, I will make sure that it is available. Like I said, there will be dev support here. Like if there are questions and there's a lot of questions about certain things, I'm very happy to continue supporting and doing things like that at the best of my ability. Um, so most of the portfolio tools right now will take FanDuel lineups in if you have a FanDuel portfolio. And I, I just wanted to answer that. Right. And as we support these tools, as you support these tools, I won't. I, I will look at them and make it pretty, right? <laughs> right. I'll be like, okay. Uh, 
we we will we will update them if there are bugs if there are you know if right. people have if people are having the same type of oh i didn't realize i can't do that there and i have to do it here maybe we move a column around or an input around to make it easier for you so as always you can go you know if there's a if there's a complete major update in a tool we'll send out an email to you okay that there's a complete up like like you need to go and you need to download this again but as always You'll have a login for the site. You'll you you could you could access these things for as as long as long as we are as, as long as the internet exists, I guess. Uh, so you could you could always go. Oh, okay, let me download these again or something like that. If anything breaks, if anything like that, or uh, or and James could update them. So if we find a bug like that, we don't have to broadcast and say you know whatever. Like maybe you know maybe there's a new version. So the first thing to do if you if you encounter any errors, even if it's like three months from now. Is like, like I don't know if because you may not know if you're doing something wrong or is there something wrong specifically with the tool. Just go back to the site and re-download it again. Worst case scenario, you do it and you find that it's the same thing. Yeah. And you go, maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And then you email James, James at theoryofdfs.com, and go, hey, am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're looking at the lineup trimming tool right here. So, can you go through a quick explanation? You built a hundred lineups, you know, that aren't necessarily cash lineups, but just like, okay, this is a Kind of a very, I mean, you probably spend more time on on, on deciding yeah. between things, but you're like, okay, here's a hundred lineups of different stacks, different pitchers, kind of different diversification. And then how would you go about? So let's say you're not playing a hundred lineups, maybe you're only playing twenty, right? Yeah. So now you now it's like, okay, I want I want to, I don't mind that much about my diversification. I just want to kind of play like the twenty like twenty lineups that are reasonable, you know, not ones that are way too low projected not ones that are way too high owned, right? And more of them, you know, not ones that leave 7,000 on the table maybe, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe not ones that spend all the salary. I mean, in MLB, we wouldn't care that much about that, but maybe for, you know, MMA or Showdown, you would. So can you just go through on, like, you have 100 lineups. Yeah. Maybe you want to trim, like, the highest owned ones, the lowest projected ones, the ones that leave salary, too much salary on the table. And then maybe you get that down to, like, maybe... 60 or so and then go how do i how do i get to 20 and uh i want to play the ones that are the best proportion of projection of ownership and uh, how would i do that in the tool yeah so uh, like i already showed first what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to insert your projections right so we have our projections file here and i'm just going to copy it again drag over copy it come up here right click go down to page values uh you don't necessarily have to paste values it's just something that as a as a data person, it's just much, much, much easier. And then you're gonna go over to your lineups, right? And then you're going to do the same thing. I do suggest copying the lineups themselves and not from the rows down. You absolutely can do the same thing that we just did with projections, but I prefer to copy this way. Come back, go to insert lineups, right click, paste values. So now we have all of our lineups, we have all of our projections, things are ready to rock. After you put both of those things in, then you're going to click this button here that says uh, load into portfolio manager. And you're going to do that. And then it is going to load in the portfolio manager. So here's all the lineups that we just put together. It's going to initially tell you the stack. It's going to tell you price, floor, projection, ceiling, ownership based on the projections that you put in. Now, it is worth saying that if you don't have floor or ceiling projections in your in your projections file, then you're not going to have those. Um, and that's okay. So the next thing is, as we're looking at this, then we want to start kind of trimming this down, right? That's what this tool is for. So there's a couple different ways to do that. We have two different trimming tools here. We have a threshold trim, 
which is going to look at each one of these thresholds and it's going to trim the lineups based on that. So right away, you can say something like, okay, uh, I am looking at this and I know that I only want the top ownership percentage to be uh, 205, right? And then we can say, and I only want lineups that are above uh, 45,000 or more. So we can do that and then instantly we can just hit trim thresholds and there we go. So now we've just removed all lineups that have more than 200% ownership or 205% ownership and are below 45,000, right? So uh, now- Can I jump in for a second? Uh, yeah. And very so quick. That, that very, very, only removed four lineups. Just okay, you only removed four lineups. Let's say I did that accidentally. I'll go, uh-oh. And then if you did that and you said, uh-oh, then you can just hit reload portfolio. And there you okay. go. So you're, you're not you're not leaving like your lineups kind of are still they're kind of still there. If you trim, for instance, let's say we do all this and go, I'm looking to trim for 20 lineups, and then you trim so much that you're only left with four lineups, and you're like, I think I trimmed too much. Yeah. Like so feel free can, to just show that. the portfolio. We can show that, right? I mean, we can we can trim this based on we only want things that are 49,000. And uh so let's trim that right away. Uh, and then we're going to say that we only want projections that are above 120 and trim that. And that's going to give us this. And then now we're going to hit our smart trim. Okay. Before you, oh, no, you hit it. Well, but we broke it. We didn't break now, it. We didn't break it. it. What, is, what is smart trim? Okay. So, uh, smart trim is the, uh, it's kind of the core competency of this tool, right? It gives us the correct proportion of ownership versus projection that we have within our portfolio. This is of course, Jordan's baby. Um, this is the thing that he preaches all the time. And what it is doing is it's looking at the projections and the ownership of the lineups. And it is saying, okay, it's creating a reference point of the highest projection and the ownership of the highest projection, Right. So all that it wants to do then is for the next lineup, for this one, it wants to say, okay, if the ownership for this one is less than the ownership of the next one, of the highest overall ownership that we have here, then we're going to keep it. If it is more than the one above it, then we're going to remove it. Okay. So, so, so let me, let me, I'm going to share my stream. You often see me times on the pregame show, right? The general concept, right? This very blunt concept is you're looking to play the highest projected lineups for the lowest ownership. So like if you had a choice between two lineups, so like let's say we have, and we use ownership sum as a very blunt blunt signal. So I see here, like I built uh, 20 lineups, for instance. I don't know, you know, whatever setting, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I've, I let's say I have a choice between these two lineups, for instance. I have one lineup that is projected for 114.82 as a median, and this second one is 114.78. The first lineup is 183 percentage points in ownership. The second lineup is 192 percentage points in ownership, which means the lineup below it has a lower projection, but is actually higher owned. So the first one, theoretically, would be better. It doesn't mean both both lineups could be good, right? Both, But one would be slightly better than the other. So especially if you're weighing through hundreds of lineups or you're trying to decide between, you know, I, I, I have 50 lineups to choose from and I only want three. Like the blunt way of doing so is to just say, well, as the projection gets lower, the ownership needs to get lower as well. So to filter that out, we could do, we could do this in lineup HQ. Okay. So understand that, that this is not like something that is impossible to do is that I showed how to do this 
on a manual level, right? Because we can filter from other things. Those thresholds, we could do that here. We could sort this and then cut out lineups and whatever. But that whole proportion between projection and ownership, there's no function in lineup HQ nor in any other optimizer, any other tool I've ever seen where I could go through and go, okay, well, this lineup is more on the, the next, the in, sorting by fantasy points, like this lineup is too high owned. So I'm going to get rid of it, right? The lineup below it, it's like 186. Then, yeah, that's too, that's still high owned, right? The next lineup needs to be lower owned than the lineup above it. So I'm going to X that out. I'm going to X this out. 184, nope, that's still above, that's still below it. 195, nope, nope. One, 182.92, okay. So you're sacrificing about 0.3% in owner in projection and you're getting very little bit amount of, of, of uh, ownership discount. But at least it's lower than the lineup above it. So then you go to the next one and you eliminate this one, you eliminate that one, you eliminate this one. And so here's a 177 owned lineup. Okay, so that one we can keep, right? Because as the projection gets lower, the ownership needs to get lower as well. So I could do this manually. This is 20 lineups. I have, let me just tell you, I have manually done this for up to 1,500 lineups, right? <laughs> I've manually done this, okay? I've tried to build something in Excel to do this for me. You know you know, you know know what's what's great? I would personally, even though I recorded the audio of this course, give James the, the price of this course for you to just, not all the tools, but literally just this, this one tool. Cause you know how much time it's going to sit like, dude, on some MMA slates, I may do this and, and manually, and I'm sorting through way more lineups because of duplication. And this could literally, this process take me two hours, like Damn. literally. And, and this is not just one MMA slate. This may be every MMA slate. Now imagine basketball, football, baseball, you're playing every day. Even if you're only sort, oh, I only want to play three lineups or I only want to play 20 lineups. You're not sorting through as many lineups. Like to go through and just like, okay, I have so many very similarly expected value lineups. Which one should I pick? Like maybe on a baseball slate and on a normal day, I will go through this and maybe do this for a hundred lineups. And maybe it takes me three minutes. Maybe it takes me three minutes. I'm going to share your screen again, right? There, James. Let's say I have the 100 lineups. I already have the thresholds because I've already created it in the in the lineup HQ. So it's like any of these 100 lineups will do, but I just want the best whatever is left. So go and press that smart trim button. There you go. There you go. Those are the lineups. <laughs> okay? It's so easy. Okay? So, like, the thing that at, at times could take me, and you got you, in two hours, you could put in, like, 1,500 lineups into this. You can put up to 5,000 lineups. In this. Right. Even though lineup HQ can't build 5,000 lineups, you could build 300 lineups up to 300 of one thing, 300 lineups of another thing. Three and So let's say you, I want to build 300 of the lineups with uh, five man stacks, 300 lineups with four, three stacks, 500 line. I want to build 500 lineups that only have this one player in it. Mm -hmm. All 300 of them, right? You could do that. And you could just start you know, up to 5,000 lineups and then go, okay, now, now I don't have to consider, especially in something like baseball, how many 5-3 lineups should I have? How many 5-2 lineups? Well, it all depends on your projection versus ownership. So maybe I make 300 of each of each construction, and then I want to play 150 of them out of, let's say, 5,000 lineups. And then I start trimming maybe the lowest projected one because you may get some clumping 
in, in your in your builds. So you cut out maybe the top 10% of own lineups and the top, bottom 10% of projected lineups to start with. And then from there, you're just like, okay, like I could just press smart trim literally right now. And maybe out of my 150, maybe it gets it down to 200 lineups, maybe. But let's say it does get it down to 150 lineups. Out of the 150 lineups, maybe 76 of them are 5X lineups. Maybe 22 or 4-3 lineups. Maybe maybe there's some 3-3-2s thrown in there. Like So now you don't have to like, well, I'm forced because the, the way the optimizer works to kind of just build one each of themselves and then try to do that in an entire lineup portfolio. Dude, just use the portfolio trimmer. And just once once you build all the lineups that you're considering or candidate lineups, then, you know, rem- remove the thresholds, whatever you want. And then if you want to utilize a similar process to what I do in a more blunt sense, you know, that's what smart trim is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, and speaking to your MMA process, too, you're like, well, I might have to check for dupes, too. We have a dupe predictor, too. So you could feasibly take your lineups, put it into the dupe predictor, just take the lineups out of the dupe predictor that are under the thresholds that you want, plug it into the portfolio trim, run the smart trim, and then that right. That and hits. the dupe predictor is 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 more is useful for the the small format yeah. showdown <laughs> MMA right yeah. on, a, on a on a on a fifteen game MLB slate, like we're we're rarely considering whether or not we're going to be duped in a contest right. Yeah. Right. There, there and is, also. Also, I know I, I I I'm so excited about this stuff. I know. Uh, in the dupe predictor, you could also uh, change based on the contest size. Mm-hmm. So if you're play, if you're only playing like the two hundred dollar you know three hundred man contest, like obviously you're going to encounter less dupes because there's just less lineups in there, as opposed to playing the thirty thousand you know large field contest. So mm-hmm. even then, you have the ability. To go in and go, well, I want to analyze my lineups based on whatever size contest you're playing, right? You're playing the mini-max. I can't even see the mini-max because I can't play line uh, contests below $5. I don't know how many people are in some of those. The second one, they, there's a new mini-max that forms, right? Because they filled up the first one. And the second one only has 4,000, right? So it has 4,000 as opposed to 30,000. And you want to go, okay, what are my dupes for that? So... That that kind of is what the uh, the dupe dupe predictor does. Uh, Leo asks in the chat, uh, do you still have to diversify or diversity for your lineups before you sort? Do not just hit optimize and sort. Yes, of course the portfolio trimmer doesn't take into account diversification, but uh, but the next tool that we're gonna that that we're gonna show once uh, once James gets back, I don't know there there's a situation going on. He's blacked out. He's blacked out. I don't know. Is he changing? Is he is he is he going to the bathroom? I have no idea. Let's see. I'll, I'll put my my screen back. Uh, so when he comes back, he'll show the portfolio correlation matrix tool, which is something that is literally does not that literally does not exist uh, in the industry at all. Uh, in any se- I mean, literally in any sense. Uh, but what your process would be is to uh, use the. Uh, the portfolio. So basically, you'd build lineups in an optimizer or like lineup HQ in a lineup builder, and then once you once you get you know some you know some uh, candidate build lineups, right? Just candidates of lineups, maybe a lot more than you'll need. Then you could go to the portfolio trimmer, right, and trim by some by whatever thresholds or as much smart trim as you want, 
And then you can take your lineups. And then since it's not considering diversification at all, you could now cut and paste those lineups into the portfolio correlation matrix, which will then tell you the diversification of your portfolio. It will also show you, it'll show you the R values, right? The R2 values of each player to each other. And then also weigh that at a lineup level. Meaning that if like, if you have 20 lineups and let's say for instance, uh, Glaber Torres and Corbin Burns out of the 20 are in all 20. That's an R value of one. So you'd know that you go, okay, all my Burns lineups have Torres. Because it turns out you probably are getting that by using smart trim because both players are, are much more significantly under owned than they should be compared to the projection. So obviously this is all related to how accurate your numbers are. You start screwing around with the numbers. You start saying that in MLB, some 15, uh, uh, some batter that's 1% owned has a projection of 40. Like, dude, he's gonna Like smart trim is not like it. You'll have a hundred percent of the guy, right? Because the only way to get less ownership and more projection is obviously that guy, that guy provides you so much relative value that he'd appear in all your lineups, right? That would happen in basketball a lot, right? You get that 4K guard that projects for like 40 points because someone is out. Like you're more and more likely to get him in like nearly all of your lines, even with the smart trip. Uh, so that portfolio correlation matrix tool will just uh will just tell you uh how correlated the combinations of players in your lineups are to your other lineups. Okay. So then you'd never get in the situation unless you want to, where it's like, oh, I want because people will go in and they'll play, they'll play with exposures in, in lineup HQ. And they'll go, I want 50% of this guy. And I want Burns in 50% of my lineups and Montes in 50% of my lineups, right? They'll do something like that. And then they'll build lineups and they go, oh, look, I got 50%. I got way, I got more than the field. I got below the field. I'll do something like that. And let's say they're building 20 lineups. Like, dude, 50% exposure could mean that Burns is in 50% of your lineups and Montes in, is in the other 50% of lineups. They're never together, right? Or it could mean, and more likely the way that uh, optimizers work, it's more likely that your first 10 lineups will have both of them, right? And then your next 10 lineups will have neither of them, right? So by going into the portfolio correlation matrix tool, you'll be able to see this. And then if things are too combined to each other, right, or too correlated, two players are too correlated, it will calculate a score on a lineup level of how many players and the combinations. It's almost like a binomial co coefficient, okay, to, to, be a, to be a little... To be a little advanced. Okay, James is back. Okay, did you change? Did you have to pee? What happened? No, uh, Damascus isn't feeling well. We've we've all had COVID this week, so need oh, to, uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry. Promo code COVID. Can we can we do that? <laughs> I'm turning everything into a sales opportunity. Okay, as you should. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. So so I what I want you to do while I answer this question is get a whole bunch of lineups to trim, right? And we want and trim it down to trim it down to make sure you get around twenty. So even though if you if you use smart trim and you're only getting four, that's like I want a little bit more lineups than that. So just just make sure you know you're getting you're trimming to what you want and you're getting around twenty. Because what we're gonna do, James, is take those twenty now and then put it into the portfolio correlation matrix. Cool. Okay. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sh I'm gonna share your screen instead. Uh, Matt Mears in the chat. Uh, if the pros were annoyed with you before for giving out too much info, they are going to hate you now. LOL. Well, if I wasn't going to do it, someone else will. I mean, like that's, that's really my attitude with this. First off, uh, 
Like I always say, I know this is a very cynical take, but it's true. There are plenty of people watching the show right now, right? They're looking at this going, wow, this is great, right? A lot of you, I hope a lot of you, go right now to theoryofdfs.com, use the promo code GOODMORNING, get $10 off, and buy this right now and start looking at the tools and using them. Use them for today's MLB slate. I'd love for that to happen. But you know what will end up happening? Even for the people that 90% of the people that even buy this course will play around with some stuff. They'll listen to the audio and then then go back to just playing playing whatever way that they were playing and never really improving. Uh, or they will start playing better. They they will, you know, they go, okay, I'm using this, I'm doing this, and maybe they even see better results. But they don't remain disciplined. They start getting lazy, right? They start making shortcuts. Or, or because they, you know, have a, you know, kind of a degenerate type of mindset to play DFS, they're like, oh, I don't feel like doing all the uh, all this, even if it's five minutes of work. I don't even feel like doing this today. I'm just going to enter into random 20 lineups. I'm just going to, you know, build lineups on the toilet, right? Or today's the day I feel like entering the Thunderdome, right? For no intensive reason, right? And then next thing you know, it's like, where did, where did my bankroll go? What happened? Like, like no, because they're not disciplined. So to me, that's my cynical view of, I could give out everything. That's 100%. You know me. I don't hold anything back. I think the only literal, only single thing that I, I ever hold back is the exact score of my ratings in my MMA like spreadsheet. Only because like I put them in the, the I hacked the line of HQ and put those actual numbers in. So like if your process is the same as my process, uh we'll have the same exact lineups. And in MMA, you don't you don't want duplicated lineups. That's so foul. like yes, yes, with my process of what I do on the MMA show like on uh, on Fridays, like you could get to pretty close, uh, close rating numbers as me. Like you're going to, if you do it the same way I do it, you're, you're going to, you're going to kind of get really close. Uh, so we're, our lineups are more likely to be more similar, but as, as long as, I'm, I mean, I'm just not giving you here. Here's, 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 here's the exact formula and here's the exact number. Like that's literally, literally the only thing I do not share. So every, everything else other than that, there's no holding back. There's no, I got to hold my edge or whatever like that. All I know is that if it wasn't me that's sharing this, at some point someone else would be sharing it. And that, number one, 90% of people that play are unaware of any of this, right? They're not watching the show. They're whatever. I mean, like, you may think everyone has projections and what all this type of stuff and tools, but not everyone does. And uh, and then the ones that do, like, maybe, maybe, maybe I make, as, as Brian Hooper would say, maybe I create a couple of monsters, right? But if once they once they're out of my since I, I'm only optimizing to make fifty to seventy five thousand dollars a year, good good luck in the good luck in the the eight eighty eight or something that I yeah. that I really don't play. And if, if if you're destroying if you end up getting good enough to destroy people up there, Alan, you're not in my contest. So feel free, <laughs> feel free to annoy. Yeah, that's what like my, Matt Mears would say. It's like yeah, I'm going to annoy the pros because event two years from now, there's going to be someone that destroy that is destroying the higher stakes or those types of contests with a huge bankroll. And they're, they're going to go, well, uh, and how, how did you learn how to do this? It's like, well, I learned how to do this from, from the theory of daily fantasy sports. And a lot of the times it's not just through using the game theory concepts as an advantage, the more precise way of doing a lot of these things, like we're teaching the blunt methodologies, but if you have a computer programming background, like you can, you could develop algorithms and everything to like apply these concepts a lot more precisely now that's beyond the scope of this course and it's beyond the scope of my skill or even James's skill. 
But there are a fraction of a percent of, of people that play DFS. A lot of the top players that you see in all of your contests, maybe we may get a handful of maybe, maybe 40, maybe, maybe. I mean, like to some extent have are doing these types of processes, which just increases their efficiency, right? So maybe through use of this course, if you have a programming background, you take and go, oh, here are these concepts, and then you relate them to the programming. And then a year from now, you've spent like, you know, 500 hours developing, you know, all these programs in order to implement these concepts. And then, then, then I don't want to see you in my, then, then, then I start studying your lineups and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's this new guy with 150 lineups now? And then you find out at some point, it's like, yeah, yeah, I took a lot of your concepts and, uh, sounds pretty good. And, uh, kind of programmed it. And now, uh, now my process is much more precise than your process. So even though you're profitable, I'm going to be way more profitable than you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, there's enough money to go around. So if I create a couple of monsters, I'll let, I'll, I'll let the high stakes guys, I'll let the, I'll let the, I'll let the Brian Hoopers uh, worry about them. I'll, I'll, I'll skim off the bottom. I have no problem being a, uh, being a nit and skimming off the easiest competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if the edges at the higher stakes are get a little bit smaller, well, 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 come feel, feel free to come and blame me. That's show business. Okay. So, uh, so what, what have you done? So you've, you built some lineups in the trimmer. Yeah. So I, uh, I went in and I had three builds that I built beforehand. Um, they are varying amounts of diverse. Uh, they are obviously going to have a couple lineups that are the same because I built them out They're You know, the optimal is going to be the optimal and then it leads on to the rest. So, uh, here's 21 lineups that I have trimmed out. Uh, these lineups were trimmed using smart trim first, and then I just trimmed based on some thresholds. Removed any lineup that has a projection under 105 and a salary under 49.9. So these are kind of the cream of the crop of the lineups that I built out. Uh, someone in chat, hold on. Jacob Brumbo asks, what, what is he seeing on the screen? On the trimming spreadsheet, there's only seven player entries. What happens when you need nine player entries for a baseball lineup? It, it was just the way that my my share screen was oriented right right you just you just hit you just hit hit some columns yeah so this thing could be really wide so instead of right it's just the way that that in order to fit everything on the screen for this broadcast yeah right we we, we've we've hit some columns so so that so that so that the letters aren't so small yeah because it it takes up the whole width i just i just want to be be clear on that because they're looking and going well what what how about hello football is 10 spots i mean like what the hell yeah yeah It, it can take up to 10 players so uh, um, also, here. also before you do that, mm-hmm. are the tools set up for NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean these these tools, a- any of the portfolio management tools can be used for any sport. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't care what the sport is. It can be used for any sport. Any of the tools could be used for any of the sport. And any of the tools, right? So, well, actually, caveat there. Um, the CSV yeah. details. There is a specific NFL, MLB, MMA, and Showdown CSV details. But I then also included a general CSV detail one that you can use for NBA. Um, the only difference between the specialized ones and the generalized one is that the specialized ones tell you a little bit more information about the player that you're looking at and their portfolio, whereas the generalized one um, doesn't try to read into anything else. Right, but you can still use it for like every, every, every like obviously the bankroll track or whatever, like just put your history in and if you want yeah. to sort by whatever it is, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But all these to like whatever sport you play, Right. The only the, the only tool which is in a zip file are the are the lineup optimizers, right? The single lineup optimizers, which will will not even be going through uh, on, on this show right now because 
if you're a Roto Grinders premium member, like it's so much easier to just just yeah. dude, you could just do it in lineup HQ just with, with one what much easier than cutting and pasting. If you're cutting and pasting the projections from lineup HQ, why aren't you just pressing the button on the side? <laughs> I mean, like that that I mean, I I, I don't want to be kind kind of sound like like kind of sound mean forever, you know, but just like they're not as necessary. We've included them more as a as a convenience for people that may not necessarily have. And uh, and it should, it should be noted really quick before we jump over into the correlation matrix that the solvers, that those optimizers, they run on a local maxima. So you're better off utilizing roto grinders. If you have access to roto grinders, which you can get, I mean, there's a code for like a, a discount off your first month, which I never remember how you say it, but you can find it. Good morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can. Just, just use it, it. It works on a local Maxima, so it will not work on a Nissan Maxima. <laughs> shut, shut up. All right. <laughs> I'll go ahead <laughs> but basically, I just want to explain just very, very quickly what that means. It basically means that it has to Excel Solver, like, is not as complex as as a tool like uh, like Lineup HQ that does a lot of stuff in the back end. So on your local computer, in order for it within a reasonable period of time. It has to take a smaller subset of, you know, it has to make some shortcuts in order to, uh, in order to, to, right. to find the highest possible, you know, lineup based on your projections. And because of that, depending on the size of your player pool and your constraints and everything like that, sometimes it may not find the first one. It may find the second one. It may like, it's, it's only based on a smaller subset just so the tool could even work in some, you don't have to put it on and then go to lunch and come back four hours later. Right. Exactly. So we have our lineups here. We have 21 that we that we trimmed through. These are good lineups. We like them. They're they're our favorite lineups. We're gonna right. run the, over. The only the only thing that we care about now in the lineups is that like, are we playing too too many lineups that are similar to each other? Mm -hmm. Right. So we we there may be fun. Like hey, you can make those. You can feel free to plug them in. You're like okay, I think these are plus EV lineups. Plug them in. But it may turn out that it's like oh, I have 80 percent of this guy and I have 20 percent of that guy and this guy is always tied with that guy. And maybe you're like. Maybe I want to be more diverse. Maybe I want to be less diverse, but like you'd have to, you have to analyze that. Yep. So that's why we have the portfolio correlation matrix. So here we're going to go ahead and clear the lineups. We're going to go back into the portfolio trimmer. We're going to copy our lineups. We're going to go ahead and paste them in here. And then this is one of the only tools that is not instantaneous. So depending on the amount of players in your portfolio, how large your player pool is, and the diversification of your portfolio, this will take either longer or shorter. Typically, it can take up to a minute for a very diverse pipe portfolio with a lot of different players, or it can be very, very fast within just a couple seconds. My guess with 21 lineups on this, it's only going to take a couple seconds. But when you're ready to see the diversification and the R2s and everything like that for your portfolio... After you've loaded it in, all you need to do is load in your lineups for this one. You're going to go load lineups in portfolio assessment. You're going to click, and then you're going to wait for however long it needs to go. Like I said, it went pretty quick here. So now we can see a lot of really, really cool things about our lineup. So we can see all of the R2 values, the amount of lineups that combinations are in, and the percentage of the portfolio that we have for two-player combinations across your lineups. So for instance, Frankie Montez and Corbin Burns, the R value on those two is 100, right? So any lineups that have Cor Frankie Montez also have Corbin Burns. It's in 14 total lineups, which is 67% of our portfolio. 
So you can see that and you can see all of the different combinations here. Like it'll run through every single combination of player. Then over here, you're going to see the correlation matrix between all the players. And here you can see in a full correlation matrix form, which like you usually are going to have to zoom out a little bit here to see the whole thing. But you're depending, going to be to, depending on how many players you're using, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to see the R2 value of every single player against every other player in your portfolio. So if it was a very, very highly correlated set of lineups, right? Cor you, when we say correlation, I just want to be clear because a lot of people think of correlation when it comes to, oh, two players in my own lineup as far as like, oh, how much does how much does Ronald Acuna correlate to to uh to eddie rosario or something like that from a player performance perspective we're not talking about that type of correlation we're talking about the player combinations in your lineup compared to other lineups in your portfolio so mm -hmm. for instance if you have torres and and goldschmidt or montes and adams in a lineup it counts it as one it doesn't matter what team they're on it's not about about how they perform together it's just a it's just a measure of showing their 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 diversity that the, your lineup's diversity how how correlated and how different the lineups are in combination with each other. Yeah. And, and one of the really important things to note here is that when you're seeing things, we, we talk a lot about um, stacks, right. And, and correlation within stacks, but within your lineups and within your portfolio, your stacks are also going to be dependent on other things to happen. Right. So if you have a Yankee stack and in every single Yankee stack, you also have Brendan Donovan. You don't just need the Yankees to do well. You also need Brennan Donovan to do well in order for the Yankees lineups to realize their complete EV. So being able to see all of that and being able to see that like Frankie Montez is, it has an R2 of 0.86 with Brennan Donovan. So Frankie Montez, yeah, it's, it would be great if he does really well, but then if Brennan Donovan fails, that hurts all the, a lot of lineups with Frankie Montez. And unless, unless that's what you want. I mean, like, unless well, you want. Right. I mean, the, the main thing of this tool is to not say that that's good or bad. It's just a matter of people are unaware of their mm -hmm. portfolio diversification. And then you always get into the situation because you hear it all the time, especially in NFL on an NFL Sunday on Red Zone. It's like, oh, this low owned guy that I played in like four of my lineups, like is doing absurdly well. Oh, he's got two percent on to running back. He had four touchdowns. And you're like, uh well, all of uh, all, it turns out all four of my lineups have this 6% on wide receiver in the late game. So mm -hmm. it's like, let's go Albert Wilson. I mean, like, like, did you intend on doing that or not? And a lot of times people don't intend on doing that. And you may go back in and go, maybe if I'm going to play a 6% owned, uh, you know, $3,500 wide receiver in all of these other 2% owned running back lineups, maybe I go, Maybe you even use late. Maybe you just realized this after the slate started and you just go, well, now that I know this, I'm going to go into all those lineups and go, well, I'm going to replace Albert Wilson with Marcus Valdez Scanling or whatever, or some other 35, you know, you look at what, what players could fit there that have decent projections and go, well, let me give myself four shots rather than all of my lineups having the same guy. Well, and think about the late swap applications of using this portfolio correlation matrix. Say that you have somebody who just crushes it in the early games for NFL, right? You can go in and you can see who has the highest R2 values against him. And then you can, with that information, go and make educated swaps so you can diversify around that player specifically. It's really, really powerful. Um, the, the other cool thing that you can do in this tool is that you can look at the portfolio diversification overall, 
right? So this is going to tell you a score of how diverse your lineups are between zero and 100. These lineups are not very diverse at all, specifically because they have a lot of Brennan Donovan. They have a lot of Corbin Burns. There's a lot of JT Real Muto and Alejandro Kirk. This is a lot of the same players. So again, this is not us telling that one, that diversification is good or bad. It's a personal preference, but you can now see how diverse your lineups are so that you can make better informed decisions based on how you want your portfolio to look. Right. The more diverse your lineup, the lower the the variance of the portfolio because you have negatively correlated outcomes and different mm-hmm. different situations, right? Because you could, hey, you could play Corbin Burns today. You could play a lineup with Corbin Burns. And then you could also play a lineup that stacks against Corbin Burns, mm-hmm. right? That will lower the variance of your portfolio because as one thing happens, the other thing negatively happens and they get closer in total to the median. So you may want to build different types of lineups into your uh, your portfolio rather than taking stands. Some people prefer that. Some people prefer to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm really confident in, in Brendan Donovan today. Or I believe Brendan Donovan is so significantly lower on than he should be compared to his projection that I don't mind him in all these lines. I don't mind him in 80% of my lineups. And I don't care if he's correlated with other, but I, I just want to give my, all my different chances with my Brendan Donovan lineups, right? Hey, all that will do is raise the variance of your portfolio. So Brendan Donovan just, you know, 0-4, right? Gets injured, something, whatever, whatever the hell happens. Then it's like, okay, turns out that 90% of my lineups are dead. Like, but if you knew that before, at least, it, okay, if you were doing it strategically on purpose or in your method of diversification, I think that's perfectly fine. There's no, I can't tell you if that's good or bad. As long as the individual lineups are more likely to be plus EV, mm-hmm. feel free to play as diverse or as not diverse a set as you want, but the swings of your bankroll will depend on the variance of your portfolio. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, there have been a couple questions in the chat about uh, how you can enter in your lineups and the format. So the the way that it will take them in is based on export from optimizers. So it is going to be the player name plus the player ID for DraftKings. And for FanDuel, it's going to be the player ID plus the player name. Um, it will take both of those things. It is vital that there is a player name attached, though. Otherwise, it doesn't have anything to look up. Um, these tools were built to be smart in utilizing exports from CSVs utilizing player names to connect to projection sets. So if you don't have a player name, it doesn't have anything to connect to. Um, that's something that I can look at, but for the most part, that's going to be really, really hard to solve because you would have to be inserting a whole other set of things for it to look into. As I, as I said in the course multiple times, when it comes to like what projections are, it's turning player names into numbers. Mm-hmm. So at, at minimum, you need a player name and a number. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just you have to work out that way. But, but yes, you, like, I guess I guess people, if you're if you're, I guess if you're as experienced with James and Excel, remember these these. This is not something that's locked. I mean, this is not a piece of software. This is just a document in Excel. So when we say tool, it's not like you're you get. If you don't have Excel, you you can't even use the. I mean, you need Microsoft Excel, right? Also. You could convert these to use in numbers or Google Sheets. Not everything is going to work in Google Sheets uh, or any other spreadsheet program. Lotus one, two, three. Is that a thing anymore? I have no idea. Uh, it's not designed for them. If you have experience converting them and doing everything like that, and, and you feel free to go ahead and try. Feel free to. It's open to you. You could edit anything you want in these documents. So if you if you know what you're doing, feel add columns, add functions. Add, I mean, feel 
do do as much or as little as you want. Just understand we'll not provide t- technical support for you to. I know I know James says, oh, he's a great dev or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I'm at least going to give the disclaimer. Let James break that disclaimer. But I'm giving the disclaimer that if you're like, oh, I'd like to use this in, in some other tool, like, like, don't email James expecting that to happen. That's, you know, we're, we're supporting for its original attending. When when I say that I'm going to provide dev support for the tools, I'm going to provide dev support for the core functionality of the tools specifically. So if there is a way that I can make the tools in their current form perform better, then I will happily look into doing it, um, especially because a lot of the time the changes are not super significant. After the framework has been built, a lot of the changes like if it's something that I think improves the tools, I'll be happy to do it. So if you ever have suggestions on how to improve the tools, feel free to email them to me and, and I'll take a look at them and I'll say, oh, okay, well, if this is only going to take a little while, then sure. But um, no, I, I'm not going to, it's it's very unlikely that I'm going to be able to make core competency changes to the tools and, and adjust how they function completely. Okay. Last thing I want to show before we get out of here, because <clears throat> uh, people may be watching or listening. And going, well, I'm not building 150 lineups. I'm not even building. I'm not. Hey, I'm not even playing GPPs, right? I'm just entering a bunch of head-to-heads. I'm, 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 you know, I'm just playing double ups or something like that. And a lot of the times on on the show, so I'm going to switch over to my screen, right? Okay, we're on the baseball slate today, so I'm using the bat projections as of whatever 1027 or whatever like that. I always say that the differences between the top optimal lineup and the tenth optimal lineup are not that dramatic, right? And people are tend to be stuck on this. Well, well, the, the lineup, <laughs> the optimizer likes this guy. It's like, no, it's, it's just solving a knapsack problem. It's, I mean, it, if you change the projection, it's going to change the line. I mean, like, like that's all it's doing. So it's just trying to fit in the most of this fantasy points number into that lineup with the, given the positional and salary constraints. That's literally all it's doing. But the difference is, like, if I build... Uh, you know, ten. If I build ten lineups, for instance, in lineup HQ, and James will do the same on his end. I don't know what projections you're using, but based on those projections. So if I just make sure to just, I'd have the. It doesn't matter, right? Just the the, the correlation doesn't matter, right? Because we're just playing, trying to get the 50th percentile and whatever. So the here's the lineup. Lineup one has these players. Lineup two has those players. Now they share a lot of players, right? There's Montes, Burns, Molina, Goldschmidt, Torres, Devers, Adamas, Veerling, Fraley, O'Neill. This is Montes Berlin, uh, Burns, Molina, Goldschmidt, Torres, okay, Arenado, and Newtbar and Yelich. So this is like a three v three. The difference in projection, median wise, between the two is 0.04. Once you factor in how much variance there is in baseball, there's no. I truthfully, really. Unless unless you were able to play this slate out like 17 trillion times or something, I mean, like some absurd amount, you're never going to notice. You'd, you'd never, you'd, you'd, it'd be so ridiculous, the difference. But it was it, it, practically the same. That from an outcome perspective, practically the same exact lineup. So I've been people get, get, get like, but I got to play the first one. I can't play the second one. But obviously the median projection isn't the only thing that could be considered. Each of these players may have a different floor, a different ceiling. They have a slightly different distribution. Okay. But that's not represented. If you run this lineup, it's just going to do by median or it's going to do by floor or it's going to do by ceiling, but it's not going to show you all three at the same time. Right. Well, what happens if you could just compare the top 10 lineups or whatever 10 lineups or just two lineups or whatever up to 10 Mm -hmm. and then just run, just run a short 2,500 trial simulation 
and then see which lineups end up with the higher floor, the higher ceiling, the higher standard deviation, what their win rate in comparison to one another is. Because maybe you maybe for basketball, you're like, okay, the difference between the top four lineups or something is like so marginal. But I have to make some determination. Like in in theory, maybe you just you know you flip you roll a die, and that may be fine, right? Maybe you maybe you go just like James and say, well, I don't want to I don't want to be screwed by some type of mistake. I'm just going to play the highest owned one, right? So I know that more more players or whatever. But if you want a little bit more precise methodology, I'm going to show James's screen, right? So did you take uh, you know ten lineups like the ten optimal like top and top or whatever? Yeah, this is just uh, I have three players unique across basically the optimals, right? So here you go. You can grab them. You just go ahead and paste them in right here. Uh, you'll have to enter the projections as well. So let's go ahead and grab the projections. Again, we're just going to grab these. We're going to paste them here. And then, uh, yeah, now we have our lineups. So this is a lineup simulator. Uh, this will simulate each lineup 2,500 times against each other and record how often each one wins. It'll record the median outcome. It'll record the ceiling, the standard deviations. You can insert a little bit of randomness so that you can see based on the randomness of each one. But uh, this is a very, very good little decision maker for if you're ever trying to make these kinds of choices between 10 lineups. And here, here's, a, here's a little tip. That randomness number, we may change this. We may change it so it doesn't say randomness, that it says percentile. Mm -hmm. uh, what that number is, is what you're... It, it, consider bluntly in your head, that's what you're looking to optimize for. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you're, if you're playing cash games, you're looking to optimize for 50th percentile outcomes. So you should have 50 percented... 50, you should, it should be the 50th percentile. I don't want to call it randomness because it's different mm -hmm. than the randomness that's in like lineup HQ. Right, mm -hmm. it's not that type of randomness. Uh, how is a, how it applies to players and lineups in an optimizer? So, like, if you let's say, for instance, you're playing triple ups, maybe you make that number sixty six percent, right? Because you're optimizing for that percentile. If you're playing small field GPPs, maybe you do eighty, right? You're trying to get like someone in the eighty. Maybe if you're playing the largest GPPs, maybe maybe you make that like ninety or something, right? Which gives a little bit much more variance in all of these lineups. And then you kind of, and you can run the simulation multiple times because obviously different sets of 2,500 may get slightly different results. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it, it's very, very easy to use. You can just refresh simulations as many times as you want. As you can see, when you're changing up the randomness, if you go 33%, standard deviations are going to be considerably less. Um, you can see the win percentages each time. So you can just keep rerunning it. Lineup two looks like the one that it's probably the best here. So best for what? What? When you say bet, bet, using the term best is always horrible. I well, I was referring specifically to win percentage. It's okay. it, it was the lineup that at thirty three percent was giving. Okay, so the more, think of this in terms of the the lineup that out of the ten that hits the thirty third percentile more the most often out of the ten. Is that a, is that a good way to? Tell no, it? it's not. So this okay. this is assuming. So if you put the randomness to 0%, <clears throat> it's going to give you straight up the medians. There right. is no deviation from the median at all with 0%. If you have a 33%, this is assuming a 33% deviation from the mean right, or from the median. So now as we continue to up more randomness, then we're going to see a larger standard deviation from the original mean. 
So, so 100% would be one standard deviation. Yes. Okay. So you could even put 200%, which would be ridiculous. But you can do it. I mean, you could do it, but I don't know how this would be useful to you. It's, it's, not, a, it's, at, su- it's at such an outlier port that, that dude, you, you, if you put it at 200, you're going to run and they're going to be different. All that, I mean, like you're, you're not going to get it. You're, it's it's going right. to be different. It's, it's almost like throwing stuff up and just randomly stuff happens, right? Uh, really quick, there's a question. Can you show how to enable macros when Windows is blocking them? Of course. So up here in this developer tab, you're just going to click that. You're going to go to macro security. You're going to enable VBA macros, and it says not recommended, potentially dangerous, but whatever. Um, but that's how you do it. Right on a Mac, there's a if you go into preferences and to security, there's just a there's a, there's a radio button for you. you. Don't even have to get the developer or whatever. You just enable macros. It will show you. It will have a parentheses that says this is not recommended because it just means that you're going to trust what the program runs. Uh, I assume you trust us, right? If you don't have that radio button, all that's going to, you could still run the, run the, run the, the spreadsheet. It's just every time you open the document, it'll ask you to enable macros. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So there uh, you go. There. I mean, we had, we had a long show today. I mean, these are tools that we'll be showing off through in just in our normal DFS process on the mm-hmm. show in future shows. We, I just want to kind of run through kind of like, you know, the 10 poll stuff, right. The, the preview, especially the stuff that, pretty much you're not going to be able to find anywhere uh, rather than show stuff that, you know, you could kind of, you could kind of, kind of do yourself, but it gives you a little bit more efficiency. So James, James at theory of DFS.com when mm-hmm. obviously theory of DFS.com promo code, good morning to get $10 off uh, right now at theory of DFS.com. And uh, as, as I said before, if, uh, if you purchase the first course uh, you should have already gotten an email that has a discount code that's uh, a little bit more and that's only available for the next week so uh, uh look look in your spam folder or whatever like that if you have uh any questions further about uh about the course the audio if, you, if you're listening to the course and like i i don't really understand this one thing you could always find me in the the premium discord on roto grinders if you're a premium member in the in the blenders game theory channel or you can email me jordan at theory of dfs.com i prefer email over dms for questions because it's kind of hard to like answer people in very, you know, small spaces on, on Twitter. So if you email me, I, 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 I respond to pretty much every email, right? Even if, even if it's a quick answer, sometimes it may take me a while. If it's a support question, it's going to be immediate for some odd reason. Oh, I bought the course and now I can't access it or I'm getting a problem downloading something or, you know, there, there shouldn't, I don't think there should be any of those, but if you have any of those types of issues, I, I, I typically respond back extremely quickly. But if you just have questions about, obviously, game theory and these tools, uh, the game theory stuff and the audio core stuff and the concepts, just direct to me, Jordan at theoryofdfs.com. And anything about the tools, James at theoryofdfs.com. And you could also uh, be found on Twitter, right, James? Yeah, you can find me at uh, paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. And like I said, um, I, I am more than happy to listen to uh, people giving ideas on how to improve the tools and, uh, um, you know, shoot me an email at james at Um, you can also find me in the Paydirt discord, which is free to join. So if you have any questions about the tools, you can find me there and I can answer them kind of more straightforward there and give some explanations and stuff like that. So, right. um, and obviously, obviously on this show, uh, I, I will, I, I will be <coughs> tools to some extent and show it. 
So mm-hmm. as far as like the strategic value of the tools, not just the how to type yeah. of stuff, like you could always ask me that when it comes to like, well, how to find, you know, what would you be looking at here? What would you be looking at there? What would we be doing there? Like you could always ask me, you know, just go in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs, right? You know, I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. Uh, you could always ask me that type of stuff, but as far as like technical support or future development or, you know, very outlier cases of, I have this thing here and I'm not sure if it works like that. I'm, I'm not the Excel genius, right? James is the Excel genius. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. I, I was excited. This, to, to me, yeah. to me, this is an exciting show. I'm sorry for, for barging in so often. No, no, this is, this is awesome. I'm always really excited. We've been working on this for months now and, um, you know, I, I've been chomping at the bits to get it out since the beginning of the month. So I'm just happy that we were able to get it out uh, well before NFL season. So people have plenty of time to listen through everything and get acquainted with the tools. And, and for all intents and purposes, five years from now, this, co- this course in the tools most likely will have the same value. Yep. Right. I, all the concepts, all the everything that's in the course Unless DFS dramatically changes the format or some, I mean, something, even if, even if it does, you could still use the concepts to beat the new game, whatever format that is. Cause it's, it's, it's just game theory. It's math and financial concepts. So it still applies to that. And the tools, assuming that, you know, DraftKings just doesn't say, you know, Hey, we're all in on Rainmakers and bye-bye DFS, <laughs> uh, which is what, what it kind of seems like sometimes uh, recently uh, that, you know, they should apply to everything also, right? Put in your lineups, put in your the contest CSVs, put in, use it, you know, use it any, any way you want, right? Mm-hmm. Any, any, you know, Excel has an update. It should work for, it should work, you know, to, yeah, it probably doesn't work for Excel and for Windows 95, right? Probably doesn't, right? It'll if you work. have, uh, if you have one of those computers, you have a 486 from a, a two, uh, 1994, uh, probably doesn't work, right? But it should, it, it should support any, any version of recent in the past decade or so mm-hmm. of, uh, of Excel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. As always, thummy thumbs on the way out the door. We got a baseball slate later today. MLB that's still going on. NFL's coming back next week, right? It'll mm-hmm. be NFL all the time. I'm going to get, it's going to get to the point where ah, I'm sick of NFL, but that's, Hey, that's what the people want. I enjoy playing the NFL. Why? The weakest opponents, the weakest fields, the biggest field. So it sucks me in anyway. So uh, so tune in later today, 5 o'clock Eastern for Grinders Live. They'll be covering the MLB slate tonight for you. Then followed by that is crunch time. Uh, there's there's probably weather, right? There's always weather going on. Roth will be updating you on that. They'll be giving you strategic advice leading up until lock. And then, uh, then I'll I'll see you tomorrow. And after tomorrow, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be off for a week. I'm gonna be up in Chicago. I won't be back until the following Tuesday. So James, next Monday you get you get a you get a day off for you get a day off for Labor Day, <laughs> right? You get a day off for Labor Day. Exciting. So you don't don't I got any do do any more labor. Uh, so I'll discuss all of this uh, tomorrow also. And as always, answer your DFS strategy questions like I always do. On the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>